Welcome to the New Work Revolution podcast on NewWorkRevolution.com. Take your business leadership to the next level and join the revolution. Here's your host, Brandon Allen. All right, welcome to the New Work Revolution podcast here on NewWorkRevolution.com. This is your host, Brandon Allen, and today I want to talk about the power of context. Context is important. Context is about setting the expectation, helping people get a feel for what is going on around the situation that they're in. And the enemy of context is assumptions. As leaders, it's so easy to make assumptions about what people know, how people think, what people uh, will do, what they won't do. And in a powerful way, um, you know, uh, Chip and Dan Heath talked about this in the book Made to Stick. They talk, they talk about the curse of knowledge. And I think this is so common for a lot of leaders and, and business owners is that they fall prey to and succumb to the curse of knowledge. We think that people are automatically going to get us as leaders. They're automatically going to understand what's expected of them in their job and why that's expected of them. We're going to make a lot of assumptions about what people uh, know and, and don't know. And then because of that, we miss the opportunity to really set the proper context. And, and any great relationship has context that is attached to it if we really want that to be a powerful relationship. And a great culture is aided by our ability to set great context for people. And so one of the ways that we can set context is at the very beginning of a relationship with a team member. And the best thing that we can do and one of the most overlooked things that we can do is onboard someone properly. When we onboard a team member, this is really talking about how do we set the right context for what it's like to work in this organization. And I want to be really clear with people about what's good about working with us. Hey, what are some things that aren't so good? And don't be afraid to give them both of those things. Because I don't want them to be surprised and I don't want them to read, have to read between the lines. And then, because when we force people to read between the lines, they draw their own conclusions as to what they think the culture looks like or why people are showing up the way that they show up. So when I sit down with someone before I get them to accept the job, I say, hey, listen, let me tell you what's great about working here, let me tell you some things that you may find challenging about the way that we operate. And I think that this requires a lot of self-awareness. And I think for the right employees, they're going to hear that and think, you know what? I feel like I know what I'm getting myself into. I feel like I know how I can operate and fit into this organization in my next step. Now, the second part of this is with our own leadership. So we onboard people properly, and that's great. But now the catalyst for everything that happens in the organization, culturally speaking, comes through leadership. I don't know if you knew this or not, but there are things about you as a leader that are great, and there are things about you as a leader that aren't so great. And I talk to a lot of leaders who tend to think that they don't have anything about them as leaders that aren't positive. And so because of that, they operate every single day from these blind spots that then create unnecessary friction in their organization. And that friction doesn't have to manifest itself in a really blatant way where you're like, oh my gosh, that's broken. Sometimes it's just little things that don't happen or get done because of 
some deficiencies that we have as leaders. And it's really important to always be number one, looking and understanding ourselves as leaders and peeling back the, the layers of our leadership and understanding at a deeper, deeper level. Hey, what is it like in a positive way to work for me? But hey, what is it like to work with me in a way that maybe isn't so positive? And if I think about my own leadership, I think about, look, if you work with me, number one thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to inspire you. You're going to be inspired. We're going to create opportunities for inspiration. Number two, you're going to be coached. You're going to get a lot of training and support. I'm going to be really good at that. Number three, I'm going to push you beyond what you think is possible, and you're going to achieve pretty great things. But let me tell you the flip side of this. Because I uh, am uh, have been known to be uh, good with the words, sometimes the words come out of my mouth really quickly, and sometimes I say things that could be very direct and that you don't know how to take, right? So when, I, when I'm talking to someone about what is it like to work with me, man, this is what I tell them. Like, hey, sometimes I'll be super direct, and you may not like how direct that is. And any of my team members will tell you, if they've been on the, the end of that conversation, can tell you that at first it, it, it may surprise them about that, but they knew that that was, existed because I told them that that exists. I also let them know that, hey, I have a tendency to assume the worst in people, not the best. As much as I would like to say that I assume the best in people, there's a lot of times where I assume the worst and I take a negative viewpoint of a situation instead of looking for the bright side or the positivity. You know, those are a couple of things that I like to tell people about my personality and how I operate as a leader so that they understand that. And look, I, I talk with leaders all the time. Sometimes you're a leader who's quiet and you don't say a lot. Well, look, if that's the case, let people know that. Hey, one thing that I hear from people all the time is that, you know, I'm quiet and I don't uh, say a lot. And, you know, sometimes when people hear that, they think that I don't like them. But really, I do like you. It's just that I, you know, I tend to not say a lot about that. And so if you ever wonder about that, you have permission to come and ask me about that. And I'll tell you if that's true or not. I'll be honest with you. So um, don't assume that people know that you're just a quiet person. Don't assume that people know that when you're addressing them in a very direct manner, that you don't absolutely hate them and want them to quit. Don't assume those things because people will assume the worst if they don't understand the context for the behavior. And I want to set that as a leader. Now, as a leader, you may be thinking, you know what? I'm not really sure what I would say here. This is where self-awareness is important. Number one, doing some introspection about your own experiences and what are experiences that you've had that have been good, that have been not so good, and look for other feedback, right? Your employees in this case are your customers. So ask your customers what they think. What am I great at? What am I not so great at? And tell them, look, I'm working on setting context around this and letting people understand what's the best of me as a leader and who am I at my worst as a leader. And you as a team member who's worked with me, has the opportunity to help me understand that and develop that and hopefully minimize some of the worst of who I am. And I think it's important for all of us to do that. And I think a lot of leaders walk around with a huge blind spot there because they don't really know what that looks like. They're not really sure. And so then they they think, well, yeah, I think everything's great. And just because your team's not telling you things doesn't mean that things are perfect or that things are great. It just means that there's some ignorance there about what's happening that I would want to get to the bottom of if I'm a leader. And sometimes that's scary to lift up that rock and look at what's underneath it, but it's important to do that so that we understand how we show up. 
Again, it's hard to read the label when we're inside the bottle. And everyone has blind spots. And if you think you don't have a blind spot, bam, there's one right there, right? There's a free tip right here on the podcast. So leadership, what's great? What's not so great about how you lead? What can people expect? If you're a poor communicator, tell them. If you're someone who has a short temper, let them know. If you're someone who uh, likes to go out for drinks on Fridays and you like to have fun, great. Let them know that. If you're someone who... Uh, really likes to embrace appreciation, then great. Tell them, tell them what's great. Tell them what's not so great. Set the expectation and set the context for how the relationship's going to look. How am I going to show up? Let me set the context of who I am as a leader so that you understand that. Now, there's no surprises. When we, when we don't do that, we leave those situations open for interpretation, and that can be a really dangerous thing when it comes to work because people, when they have to draw conclusions about something that they perceive as not positive, guess what they do? They come to a less than favorable conclusion about the situation and the person that they're thinking about, and that person in this case is you. The last thing that I, that I think is so important when we're setting context is helping people understand the values and that, look... There may be things that I don't do as a leader that are great. There's things that maybe happen in the organization that aren't so great, but we are governed by these values. We work hard to be a part of the values and to and to own and to diligently work in the values that we espouse. So when you work here, I want you to look for these sorts of behaviors and I want you to be someone who's willing to engage in those type of behaviors. And I'll tell you what, we're willing to tolerate some shortcomings, but if you continually show up in a way that's contrary to our values, this will not be a long-term fit for you. I want to set that context right up front to let people know that, hey, we're a values-based organization. We have certain values that we espouse, that we work to live by, and that doesn't mean that we're perfect about it all the time. But we're going to warn you that, hey, if you don't show up this way um, in a powerful way, then you may be asked to move on. This will be a short stop uh, for for your employment here. And so setting context is really important. I think we lose sight of this, again, because we make assumptions. So think about areas of your business where you haven't explicitly identified and named the process, the way, the philosophy, the way we communicate, the leadership, Look for ways where you have missed that in the organization and look at, hey, where are we making assumptions right now in our business that is holding us back and potentially hurting us from building a healthy culture? Because again, when we set great context, that really assists us in building that great culture. It also assists me as a leader for people to understand me better. And as a leader, it's important to make yourself known so people understand that. And if, and look, I've gotten advice before that says, Brandon, you never talk about your weaknesses as a leader. That's weak. But the problem with that is, is people already know your weaknesses. You don't have to tell people what your weaknesses are. They already know. What they want to know is, are you self-aware enough to identify your own weaknesses, reckon with those weaknesses, and be authentic about how those weaknesses show up at work and what you're doing to try to eliminate or minimize those particular areas for sh- from showing up in a negative way in your business. So if you think that being authentic and sharing your own weaknesses with people is a sign of weakness as a leader, um, I would encourage you to go back and rethink that because I think you're withholding a piece of yourself that could really be a great connector for your team and really set the context for a powerful relationship with them moving forward. 
So think about the way that you set context. Think about how you could set that context better in not only how the organization works, but how you lead as a leader. How well do you do articulating the values and making sure that people are on board and understand that? And what are the assumptions that you're making in your business right now that is likely holding your team back from working in a powerful way and holding the culture back from being as effective and authentic and genuine and productive as it possibly could be? So think about those questions for this week. If you've got any questions, go to newworkrevolution.com. Hit us up there and share this with friends if you liked it. And if you haven't rated the show on iTunes and you like it, please do that too. I always appreciate uh, getting the love there. That helps other people see the show as well. So thanks again for listening, you guys. We'll talk to you again next week. Thanks for listening to the New Work Revolution podcast on newworkrevolution.com. Until next time, take your business leadership to the next level and join the revolution.